Hey guys, this is Leah Hendershot, and this is the Well and Less podcast. Here we uncomplicate living a well and thriving life through honest conversation, a little boldness, and lots of encouragement. Hey guys, so today, today's podcast is going to be a little different than anything that I've done, and you guys may be happy about that. So we're going to talk about stress, feeling anxious. If I talk about anxiety, I'm not talking about like the, um, the nervous disorder, like the official, like a diagnosis of anxiety. So if I throw anxiety out there, I'm not talking about, um, someone that deals with, you know, that with panic attacks and all that. But hopefully if you've dealt with those things, what I'm talking about today can help you with that. So just up front, I want to cover that. So if I switch between words, stress, anxious, feeling anxious, anxiety, just know that the state of feeling, the state of feeling, um, feeling worried, feeling nervous, feeling uneased, those sorts of things. That's what I'm talking about. And I don't know what I'm, (laughs) as of now, I do not know what I'm going to call this podcast because... I don't, I don't know where, where it's going to, how it's going to come across. So I'm just going to tell you guys about things I have done that have helped reduce the stress in my life. And I'm 39. We have three kids. I work from home. We homeschool. Um, and I know that's a lot different than a, probably a, most of you <laughs> out there. And I also want to say a word about this. Everyone's situation, everyone's life is different. And we're going to talk about that too. (laughs) Normal really doesn't exist. And um, so we may look at someone's life and be like, how could they be anxious? How could they be nervous? Are you kidding me? Like what? But we shouldn't do that. We have no cause no right kind of, that's not really the right word but we have no um, say in what makes someone else anxious or not anxious so you may think oh that'd be a dream to be you know at home and homeschool your kids and all those things but everyone's situation is different so take what I'm saying apply it to your situation you may have a life that most of your day is outside the home um, So there's always that grass is greener, you know, or your grass doesn't look as bad as mine. (laughs) Your grass looks better than mine. And um, that is not healthy either. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, When we, when we, we just need to improve ourselves is what I'm saying. So if I can help you improve and get a little bit of less stress in your life. That's what this podcast is about. Um, in this podcast, I may like, I switched my intro because I feel like, um, sometimes we have to get a little passionately bold about things. So you understand the reason the, how I'm coming across. So if I do that today, just, you know, take it with love. (laughs) Um, I don't like to see people robbed of their best life. I'm a huge 
advocate for working on yourself first and working through your own junk first um, before you try and go out and fix anybody else, even within your own family. Um, I'm very much an inward focused person. Um, but because of that, I want to help people. I hate to see people not live into their full potential. And, um, sometimes it gets me in trouble because I will be a little direct about what I feel people could do to improve. And it's not coming from a judgmental, judgmental stance, but from a helpful, but sometimes it comes across as, wow, you know, that was a little, that was a little harsh, but I even do it with my family because I just, out of love, but also, um, sometimes we just need somebody to be, you know, give us a little reality. So getting that in there too. So we talked about some stress last time in the immune, when we were talking about immunity, uh, supporting our immune system and how reducing stress is huge for your health. Like we probably could do, I wish I had somebody that was an expert on it all, uh, come on because stress is wacky, make things, makes things go wacky in your body. So if I can help you guys in any small fashion, I want to do that. Um, also when I got to writing this out, <laughs> I write notes out in a notebook. I don't type it up. Um, because if you saw my paper, you'd realize why there's things shooting off here and shooting off there. This will probably more than likely be two episodes. So I hate to do that to you guys, but I like to, for your average person, which according to the podcast, um, host hosting service, my main demographic is women and we women, um, we need to break things off in chunks. And we're going to talk about that now instead of thinking, you know, the whole, the whole baby. So, um, I want to go back first to, I kn- to when my kids were baby babies and that is a different, that is a different stress. So if you're a new mama out here, big hugs <laughs> out there, big hugs, breathe. And if they are, they're sleeping and they're eating and maybe they're fussy about both of those, but if they are loved and sleeping and eating, you're doing a great job. If there's dust everywhere and cobwebs and all that, who cares? You're doing a great job. But I wanted to go back to that because that is a, that is a stress because, um, our kids were more spaced out and it still was a lot when you have littles. And, um, but I don't remember feeling a daily anxiety. It's almost like I just accepted, I was just in acceptance mode so I didn't get myself too worked up about what was going on. I knew I just had to love these kids and keep them alive and let's do some fun things when we can. Um, I don't remember that feeling in my throat about oh, what's gonna, what are we doing next today? What are we doing next today? Um, and maybe I just kind of block that out, you know? I mean, it was there's some hard days. There's some crying days with, with little bitties. I still have those days, even though my kids are 15, almost 12 and seven. I definitely have those days. Um, but I think I had just, 
accepted that these were my, taking care of them was just, that was my main focus. And yes, taking care of my family is still my main focus. But I don't remember that always feeling like the next thing made me feel anxious, if you understand that. Um, I think some of feeling a little more anxious continually, I can take it back to maybe about from 2019 until um, even this year. Things turned over very rapidly in our life. And I think a lot of times that's when the onset of feeling continually anxious sets in. Um, And it doesn't matter what time of your life that happens. And um, so 2019, my husband had been working for himself from home. And, um, you know, working for yourself is a whole different ballgame. And I was working for VIP Kid online in the mornings, which, you know, less sleep, not good. (laughs) Um, Because I still had to get the kids, you know, to bed at a certain time. But then I had to be up by a certain time. So that was kind of hard. So that contributed to it. Um, And then, so 2019, I remember... I distinctly remember a really low time. Um, the house we had before this one had a, had a basement. We don't have a basement now. And that's where my um, teaching area was slash office. And I remember sitting at the desk and um, just putting my head down and feeling very broken. Just, I describe it as raw. It just felt raw, like exposed. And um, for, you know, for, you know, life. (laughs) If you've ever had those moments, you know. Um, So I distinctly remember that. And then, um, of course, 2020 was very hard. Personally, that was a very, yes, it was hard for the world, but that also was, um, personally very hard for us because a lot of things um, between us and other people shifted. Um, a lot of hurt. Um, a lot of disappointment. Um, that was a very hard year. That was probably the whole situation around 2020. Um, I felt like my spirit was broken. And then 2021, we were blessed with this house, but we were remodeling enough to move in and fixing our old house to sell. And we moved into this house in March of 2021. Still, like, we still have so much to do. And I think it's just like, it was like three years of of survival mode slash lots to do. And... Um, by this year, I really felt like I was starting to feel like I was in a constant state of being anxious and I recognized it. Uh, thank goodness, because some people don't recognize it. And I'm very, excuse me, I'm very aware of, of what my body is telling me and I knew that I had to be proactive about it. 
And that's where I want you guys to, I think we live in a world where everything becomes our identity. And it's not that something isn't happening to you. It's not that um, it doesn't exist. But I think sometimes, and if you're a Christian, um, I think sometimes Satan uses identities for us to latch on to so he can keep us defeated and keep us in bondage. And um, I felt like that was what was happening to me. I felt myself telling myself that this is, this is just the way it is. And this, oh, this is what feeling anxious is like. This is what anxiety feels like. And which is not, you know, I, now I can connect to people more. And I, and I don't want to say I didn't have, um, I managed it very well, but I, I knew it was a continual feeling. And it was funny because, not funny, funny, not funny. I noticed that I was permanently, I had a habit of permanently keeping, this is so funny, you guys are probably going to be like, what are you talking about? I had, I had a habit of permanently keeping my eyebrows like up. Like I would notice that like my eyes were like big all the time and like, I'd be like, oh, wow, why is, why is my brow so, like, up? Like, oh, just relax for a moment. And what that told me is, you know what? I am not relaxed in my spirit. If you're going around, like, always, like, on alert, you're not relaxed in your spirit. And um, I... So I like consciously, I'm like, oh, relax, relax the brow, take a breath, breathe, and you've got to get out of that. So I started implementing things that I (laughs) uh, used to be so against and um, because I felt like for me to not feel anxious, I needed to have some sort of plan, control, and consistency and for me I'll I'll talk to you guys about that that is not typically what I thought but you also here's another thing that I've had to teach myself but I see it in other people and sometimes I get you know it's it's a little blunt when it comes out but you're not the same person from year to year you're not your life is not the same from year to year and if you don't evolve with those changes, you're going to be essentially left behind. Like you're going to be at a deficit um, if you don't change with that. Whether it's, oh, I'm not, my body's not 20 anymore. It's 44. It cannot handle, it cannot handle what I did at tw- in my 20s. So I need to adjust. I can't stay up until 3 a.m. anymore. I need to go to bed at a good time. Like, let, you know, like, let's just get real, really real with ourselves. And that's okay. But we have to adjust that. And I know my body does not handle stress. That's probably why you, most people have, <laughs> you know, you're, you're most likely to have kids when you're in your 20s and 30s because your body is not the same when you're 40, 50, 60, obviously. So um, that's the, fr- one of, the, you know, that's a thing I would encourage you to do is to recognize that and get real. You're not the same person you were last year. You're not the same person you were 10, 20 years ago. 
and it's okay to implement things that are going to make your life easier or better adjusted to your current season. And that seems so simple and plain, but anyway, I need to get to what I'm talking about. Um, so I'm going to give you guys five things and I'm going to cover two or three today and then the rest in the next podcast. Um, where I got real about what I needed to do to begin to conquer the beast, begin to get rid of that feeling every day. Like everything I was, I found myself like I would do one thing and then I felt anxious. Oh, I've got to do another. I've got to do this. Like I was feeling anxious about everything and I was tired of it robbing my joy. That's what it was doing. It was robbing my joy. So here are my top five that helped me. There's probably a hundred things, but here we focus on paring it down. It's not always adding the next planner to your life. It's not always about um, having a color-coded Google Calendar, which, hey, I have a Google Calendar. That's not always for everyone. And we need to stop adding to and break it down. We need to get it down less so we can be well. So I want to be a help to you and help you begin to feel less stress and less anxiousness. So first of all, I set it for myself. I identified my absolute non-negotiables for the day. Absolute non-negotiables. So those were my top absolute priorities for, for the day. I'm reading my notes to try and stay on track here. Um, these were things I'd identified that my day did not go optimally if I didn't have these in place. If I didn't have these handful of things in place, that's when I felt the most stress. And those can be two things. It can be five things. It's according to what your life entails. Um, but for me, it was about, I'd say it's about four, maybe five, but four that I really um, structure my day around. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and these are things that not only help me feel less stressed, but, um, but also calm my spirit. Number one for me is quiet time in the morning. And some of you guys are probably thinking, oh, that must be nice. But what, uh, what I've told, uh, what I told myself, yes, I don't have to have to get up, um, every day anymore. I don't teach VIP kid anymore. I don't have to get up, but for myself, and for that feeling, against that feeling of anxiousness, I have to have quiet time. My house, once the boys are up, is loud and, and active pretty much the whole day. And for me, in this time of my life, I have to have brain downtime. I have to have that quiet time for my brain. 
So I'll read, do devotional, uh, read a book. I love quotes and writing in a notebook. Um, so I have to have that. That's like a non-negotiable. I don't care that I don't have to get up. I get up for it because it's so important to me. So I want that when I say absolute non-negotiable, you have to identify those in your life. What, what is so huge and so important to helping you feel less stressed that you will get up early for it. Number two, school with the kids. It's a non-negotiable in my day. And you may think, well, that's kind of obvious. But as a homeschool mom, sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, we got just too much to do today. Let's just not do school. But I've made it a non-negotiable because that is a huge stressor if I know my kids haven't done school for the day. Number three, a meal for my family at night. Breakfast, pretty easy. Lunch, pretty easy. Um, But if I don't have a meal in mind or prepped, by about four o'clock that is a huge stress and then I get stressed at the kids and everything's terrible and I'm yelling at people and the house is a disaster and everybody just go outside for the rest of the night Um, just go away and so I found out that was a huge stressor if I haven't prepared that and it does it's not complicated it's not fancy but I have to have that that's a non-negotiable and then number four is work time Um, and People, you know, you some. I've, I've told myself, well, I don't really have to, um, but like, oh, this is flexible. I can do it here or there. But setting a, a set work time has relieved that for myself. And in this way, like if you are just getting things done whenever they will fit in, it's no wonder you're stressed and anxious. You can't function well in chaos. And I think women especially, we have to identify what it really is. And it's chaos. Um, and no no wonder, no wonder I felt like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'd yell at the kids, I just can't get any work done. Um, and it's because I wasn't setting that. And they didn't know when I was going to be working. Why am I expecting them to know when they didn't have even a clue when I would be working. Um, so those are kind of my four absolute non-negotiables. There's probably another one in there. Um, but then, you know, I, I move that around. So set your absolute non-negotiable priorities for the day. The things that maybe cause you the most stressed if they're not taken care of. And even if I don't feel like doing them, I do them. Okay, number two. This one is huge, 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 huge for me. And it probably is for you too. Arrest. So arrest unrealistic expectations. And this will greatly reduce your stress. Stop it. (laughs) That's what I tell myself. Stop it. Um... Arrest unrealistic expectations. It doesn't mean that you don't have any expectations or you don't um, have your everyday expectations, but we live in a society where we are taking on everyone else's expectations along with our expectations. What do we expect to happen? 
like if it's unrealistic expectation, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's, oh, well, they have this brand new house or, oh, their kids are homeschooled 10 hours a day. You know, like, I mean, I see that. I see people say that and I'm like, whoop, well, uh, that's not happening over here. And if I let that expectation become mine, I'm just adding on to my load, just adding on to my, my burden when it's unrealistic for our family. So what's realistic for your family is not going to be realistic for another. So stop with the unrealistic expectations. You set those absolute non-negotiables and then you can view everything else in perspective. I know if those four key things get done, the rest I can have realistic and I get rid of unrealistic expectations. I can be realistic about the house and the laundry and all that. We're often stressed about the little things because we don't have those anchors of the day. So everything becomes a big deal. The laundry's not done. There's dust everywhere. It's because we don't have those anchors and we don't feel like we have conquered anything. So we want to conquer every little thing. Um, So for me, like, yes, realistic. What's realistic versus very unrealistic in my life? And it's going to be totally different for you. So you got to come up with your own list. Like it's realistic for a load of laundry to be done every day. Now I have older kids. They can do it. My husband does it. Um, And yes, you should be subbing out those sorts of things. Um, But unrealistic is to expect all the laundry to be done or two or more loads of laundry to be done um, and folded and put away. It's just not realistic for our household um, because I don't really stop. So you know what? I'm going to be realistic. A load of laundry a day. Okay, fine. Usually more gets done if need be because we have other people. But here's my reality. Okay. If it were just me doing it, that's what I'm saying. Realistic, okay, the table needs to be cleaned off and, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> um, the toys picked up, we need, to look, we, you know, we need to be able to live here. But unrealistic is for my house to look like it stepped off a of Pinterest every day. The floors are not going to be cleaned every day, vacuumed every day, and mopped every day. They're just not. There's going to be stuff on them. And I'm okay with that. Um, Realistic, yes, like dishes. Let's, you know, they need to be, I have two orders. They need to be, one takes out, one puts in. Um, At the end of the day, if there's an extra one, me or my husband do it. Like, that's realistic. But, um, you know, there's, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. If that's realistic for you, cool. But I've seen a lot online about um, putting your kitchen to bed, which would be fabulous. It'd be fabulous. But for me and my sanity, it's not realistic at this time in my life. It's very unrealistic to think I'm going to go to bed, a happy camper, um, and my kitchen is going to be spotless and everything wiped down. It's just not realistic for me. We've got to stop taking on other people's um, expectations um, or putting those on us. So, like, I think it's great. I think it's fabulous. It would be so beautiful to get up and have that. But at this point in my life, it's just very unrealistic. So I stop it. (laughs) Um, My reality with my children, especially my boys, the energy compounds. If you have more than one boy, the energy just 
compounds. I don't know by what rate, but um, when boys are together. Realistically, that's what I accept. They have lots of energy. They need to get it out, and they're going to make a mess. Let's just be realistic here. Kids are going to make messes. Can we stop with kids shouldn't make messes? Like, that's part of their development, part of their growth. If you want them to be well-rounded, let them play. Let them make a mess. Yes, they need to learn that putting things away actually makes them play better. Um, but let them be kids. You know, that's realistic. Unrealistic is thinking that they should sit and read, um, quietly read Chronicles of Narnia all day. Like, that's just not realistic for them to be little saints. It's just not realistic. And that's helped reduce my stress as well. Um, realistic for me in, in our situation and I still have a seven-year-old that's very much mom, 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 and even my 12-year-old, you know, and that's fine. Um, realistic is two to three hours of work time for me at this point. Um, what's very unrealistic is expecting I can get five or six hours. It's not, so I just stop it. Just stop expecting the things that aren't realistic for your family. So think of the things in your life, your work, your schedule, and ask yourself, is this really, really, what, the, what I have set up and what I expect, is it really, really, really realistic for your life, your family's life? If it's not, you've got to stop and you've got to set a realistic expectation to reduce your stress and your anxiousness. Thinking that you can take three kids to three different activities every day, maybe for you that is realistic, but for me that's very unrealistic. So evaluate it. It's going to be different for everybody. Um, something as simple as like this podcast, I record pretty much, um, two, two a week and then I schedule them out because I know if I do more than that, it's very unrealistic for me. I tend to be a person where I'm like, Ooh, shiny object. I can do that. And I can do that. And I can do that. And I've learned that. No, I can't. If I want to be, have a happy life. <laughs> so Recap, number one, identify your absolute non-negotiable priorities for the day. Write those down. Number two, arrest unrealistic expectations. And that's going to be different for everybody. So you got you to gotta get real with yourself. And it may change. It will change. And for me, sometimes my absolute non-negotiables, I will, I will, um, I will switch it out. Like some days... I know like somebody's coming into town and, um, you know, my priority, those top four priorities, maybe I'm going to switch out a home cooked meal for something that I have in the freezer because I need to focus on something else. But that is my priority for the day. You may have to change that, but those four are kind of my anchors throughout the week. And then the weekend I give myself, you know, got to do what you got to do on Saturday and Sunday. Um, so it's going to be, you know, it's going to be flexible. Don't be so rigid, <laughs> rigid with it. Um, let me see if I'm going to go into number three or not. How much do I have for four and five? Okay. I think I'm going to go, go with this one. Um, <coughs> sorry, I do not know why I'm coughing so much. Because I think this is, it will leave you with a good well-rounded 
little rounded beginning. Number three, arrest. I like that word because it means stop. <laughs> arrest the word and in, in quotations, arrest normal and arrest balance. So both of those in quotations, arrest normal and arrest balance, arrest those words. Normal is one of my least favorite words. One of my least favorite words. And what really is normal? Like, oh, they're a normal family. No, they're not. Um, or this is not normal. Like my kids running around screaming their heads off. This is not normal. You know, I don't like that word. <laughs> what is normal? If you're talking about humans, well, normal doesn't really exist. It doesn't exist. And um, we are all different in a million ways. Thank goodness. And so are our families or so our situations. Normal, just get normal out of your mind. Normal does not exist. Um, there are definitely some normal things, like when you're talking about developmental stages, you know, developmental um, milestones when your kids are growing or whatever. But otherwise, beyond that, normal is an illusion. And balance is an illusion. Say that to yourself whenever you want to speak those words. Like, this is not normal. Normal is an illusion. Balance is an illusion. I used to use the term balance. And now I look back on it being like, oh, what a dummy. <laughs> and I want that to emphasize that, especially to anyone, but especially you mamas. Balance is an illusion. If someone says, um, well, we'll get to that. And a word to mamas out there, or fathers, hey, both parents, if you're a parent, stop looking, and here's where we get in trouble with a lot of our stress and anxiety. And you can apply this to if you don't have, if you have kids that are older or you don't have kids at home anymore. In, interject, you know, where I say kids, interject whatever else. Stop looking at anyone else's kids, anyone else's life, anyone else's goals to tell you what yours should be or what they should be doing. Stop driving yourself mad, ticking boxes on milestones, foods you should or shouldn't have, your kids should or shouldn't have, weaning your baby, um, weight, words, learning, interest, all those for your kids or whatever else. You've got to stop. Um, there are things we need to take Obviously, there's, you know, with dealing with your kids, yes, there's things you need to take notice of if you feel like, oh, this is not really on track. But otherwise, I think we just put a lot of that normal. Um, we project that onto our children instead of them letting them just be our children and letting them um, develop those, those God-given gifts and personalities and all those sorts of things and timelines. And the same for yourself. Um, you have got to stop thinking you need to tick boxes, period. And um, do yourself a favor, listen to yourself, listen to your child, and we each have a God-given connection to, we have a God-given connection as mothers and fathers. 
those kids are yours for a reason. And yeah, we, we need to listen to them instead of someone else's normal or someone else's balance. Um, if you, from a mom that's been a mom, <laughs> or I've been a mom for 15 years and a, and a person for 39, um, when you are parenting or living your life according to other people's checks, check boxes or their timelines or their opinions, you're the only person that's left with regret. So, and nobody wants regret. And I think a lot of times um, feeling anxious and pursuing, pursuing a normal and pursuing a balance um, is because we are afraid we're going to have regrets. And we can't live that way. Um, we, we can't live with the goal being the least amount of regrets because we are human. So get rid of that normal and get rid of that balance. Just remove them from your vocabulary. Um, I think the word balance has been taken and kind of misconstrued. Um, it's like a, a social buzzword now, you know, like if you do this, you're going to find balance and harmony in your life. And it's been taken and just out of, out of what it really should mean. And you hear people say, oh, we're, well, we're finding our balance or I'm finding a balance between home and work life or I'm trying to balance it all. And when I hear that, I cringe because, um, there is never and will never, there, there never is, and there will never be a perfect balance in your life. And when we're constantly pursuing a balance, um, it, it keeps us in just chaos. It just keeps our brains, oh, i got to balance this, i got to balance this, i got to teeter that, you know, like, it's like walking on, um, it's like you're trying to balance on a, a high wire and keep yourself balanced. Imagine that. Well, you know, you're just like over here and then over there. And um, imagine that's what you're doing in your life. And everybody's on edge, like, uh, biting nails. So, yeah. Arrest the expectation of balance. Arrest it today. Just stop. <laughs> There will be, I think this is the way we need to look at it instead of balance. You need to tell yourself today, because this is all we have. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow hasn't happened. Today, there will be greater priorities on my list and there will be lower priorities on my list. There will be sometimes, some days, forced priorities like 2021 when my son was riding his bike and broke his arm. That's a forced priority. Okay, got to take care of it. This is life. Let's not get anxious about it. There's going to be higher priorities, lower priorities, sometimes forced priorities. What can we do about it? The only thing we can do about it is look at in the proper perspective. But if we are in pursuit of this balance and this normalcy and um, this uh, juggling all the time, it leaves you in a daily deficit of joy. It robs you of joy in the now. So make those anchors, those non-negotiables. Make those anchors, make those non-negotiables. Get rid of unrealistic expectations. 
and then remember that normal and balance are not ever going to be attained, be obtained. And if you're trying to do that, you're going to be in a deficit. You're not going to have enough joy in your life and it's going to make you feel anxious. Um, and I wrote on here, balancing and juggling every day, hoping to achieve happiness. So you're balancing and you're juggling this and that and this and that and this and that, hoping to, you know, obtain this level of happiness, which that's also like happiness for one person is not happy is, you know, that's why you can't live by other people's um, expectations. Happiness is, what would that be? Objective or subjective? I always get it confused. Anyway, balance and juggling every day, hoping to achieve happiness leaves you tired joyless and robbed of your mental, your physical and your spiritual health. And it's, that's hard. That's a hard word, but it's true because I've lived it. Everything is connected. And if you are, um, living in this, be like I tell my kids, sometimes it's okay to be in quotations, selfish, Sometimes it's okay to say, hey, I have these parameters for my own wellness. I have to set these parameters. You know, communicate. I also preach that to my kids. Communicate what you're thinking. And I've told myself, my family this, I've set these parameters. So if I tell you these parameters, you cannot uh, assume what's going to happen. I've set these parameters for myself. This has to be done and this has to be done. This has to be done. And I'm overall a very flexible person, but I have those four or five core things. And I tell them, this is what I have to set for myself. If you want me to be a happier mom, a happier wife, a happier person in general, this is what these parameters I've set. Um, and that also leads into my health, my mental, my physical, and my spiritual health. So be a little be it's like a healthy selfish and set those boundaries um because if we don't have boundaries things just go everywhere right i mean that's just a fact of of nature if there's not a boundary everything's let loose so i think those are my first three and then we'll go into number four and five next time i hope this is helpful um I feel like I'm being a little preachy, but I'm just so, I'm so, and these are so basic, so basic, but maybe you can save this and go back and listen to it when you need, and I still do it too, when you feel like you need a little um, shoring up in your life and you're feeling more anxious, maybe you can go back and listen to this. So next time we'll get into um, some honesty about <laughs> scheduling um, and scheduling and what else oh permission to do nothing so we're going to do that next time thanks guys i'm so grateful you keep coming back to this podcast i really appreciate your support you can find all the podcasts some recipes and other goodies at wellonless.com on facebook at leah hendershot flourishing roots or on Instagram at flourishing.roots. I hope to hear from you any of those places. <laughs>